pretty sure my kids learned how to crawl from uh, a guru somewhere. <laughs> from a guru. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Right. Breaker, breaker, one-nighter. Get your ears on. Get your eyes on. It's the GMB show, suckers. Uh, Santa Fe edition. Team Ryan edition. We've got our Team Ryan shirts on, and this is Ryan. Uh, so he doesn't need a shirt. He doesn't I don't need, need a shirt. shirt. This is Jarlo. I'm Andy. We are GMB. And uh, for the next 30 minutes plus or minus, we are going to uh, educate, elucidate, and uh, do all kinds of other E words with and you. And indemnify. That's an I word, though. Yeah. Something <laughs> E. You got to watch out for that. Indemnification isn't really a good thing, though. Oh. Never mind, then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, today we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit, since we got all three of us here, we're going to talk a little bit about sort of some of the influences that came into GMB, because... We get a lot of people asking us, you know, is that an exercise from gymnastics? Is that from martial arts? Is that from yoga? Is that from this? And, uh, you know, we live in a really interesting time with the internet information age and all this stuff. And there's so much stuff out there, right? So we're able to draw from a lot of sources. And we want to talk about some of the ones that have been especially influential to each of us that have really filtered into GMB and uh, because we think that's going to be interesting uh, to know because uh, people ask us about it and it means a lot to us that we've been able to learn from some really great people. So we want to talk about that. But first, uh, <laughs> but first, let's do some questions that people have asked. Um, earlier today, we did an AMA, which means Ask Me Anything on Reddit. We had a lot of people asking us random questions, and we answered them. Um, but some of the questions that were not answered that we've gotten a lot of lately on email and Facebook that we want to cover, uh, and especially since Jarlo is here and has a little more knowledge on some of this than Ryan and I, we want to ask a couple of uh, sort of injury and rehabilitation-related questions. Of course, none of this is medical advice. What's been maybe the biggest one lately? Yeah, pretty much the biggest one is uh, the shoulder question. And uh, in fact, today uh, we were asked that question. But uh, basically, um, I have some sort of shoulder injury. What are some good uh, exercises for rehab? Also, what are some good exercises for strength building that I could do on the shoulders? Mm -hmm. I want to start off. Jarlo's going to say this also. But we're not doctors. Yeah. Go get it checked out. Okay, yeah. that's the first and foremost thing you need to do. All right, but well, and I understand why people reach out to us too, because you yeah. know mm -hmm. you yeah. have to say go to your doctor, and it's true. I mean, go to your doctor. I mean, why are you asking somebody over the internet? But I understand why people <laughs> do it because either they had a bad experience with the doctors before, or maybe they they've already gone and they've gotten the oh here's some pills, go ahead and mm. shake it off. If that hurts, don't do it, right? And that's not a satisfactory answer mm -hmm. for a lot. Or you're not bad enough for surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So right. just kind right. of deal with it. Yeah. Just deal with it. But yeah. one of the one of the primary reasons why we say that is because we you have to you don't know what it is. Mm. Like it's it seems kind of weird to say that it might be cancer, right? Mm. Because it, it's not flippant though. It yeah. might be. Yeah. Like there's a lot of visceral you know, organ dysfunction. You know, and a lot of like major medical things that masquerade as shoulder pain, masquerade as like low back pain, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, for the shoulder in particular, there's like, you know, diabetes, you know, pancreas stuff, 
lots, lots of, it's lots of weird, crazy things. The more you kind of into, uh, you're more of a health professional, you, you understand that, you know, and all of these things. So just get it checked out. And even if the doc does an exam, does a few things, and he says, oh, you're fine. Well, at least you know you're basically fine. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? And it's, and it's to good to know that. Maybe right? structurally... Structurally okay? Is yeah. it like you can, you know, work out at least and you can work out at least and it's not something major. Like you know, there are there have been instances where people go in just thinking they have a simple like, oh my my neck hurts a little bit and it turns out to be something crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's and nice it, to rule out like a blood disease. That's <clears> right. <throat> right. Right? I mean yeah. you you want to rule that out, right? Yeah. You know it's not that it's not yeah. gonna fix that. Yeah. Right? No. A little bit of stretching the yeah. right way is not gonna do no, that, right? No. But um first of all, that's that's probably the main reason. And another reason is you know, you want someone in person that could could help you. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean we can't help you, it doesn't mean like that one person, you know, is gonna be the savior and whatnot, but that's that's basically it. You know, you just have to be safe, gotta Take care of yourself. Now, for the shoulder in particular, we did actually a really comprehensive series on that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in our articles, look on the blog. So we explained a little bit about the shoulder, but went really in depth into what you can do. And they had a lot of. It's actually pretty popular. Yeah. Like you know, they had the had the shoulder flexibility examples, shoulder strength examples, and then the, the motor control, which is really interesting. And people don't do enough of get being strong in certain positions and being able to do certain things. So it's different than just normal kind of basic strength exercises. It's just like doing all the body weight things like handstands and cartwheels and, and all that. It just conditions you in a different way. And people kind of understand that they have to, they have to do that. They have to be strong in certain position, not just strong in that, that machine, that rotation, or not just strong mm-hmm. in the band. Mm-hmm. So they have to be able to have that leeway and go into different things. It's really hard to answer a specific thing like, oh, my shoulder hurts. No, it hurts in the front. Oh, yeah, that tells me a lot. Thanks. Right? How am I going to do that? But I can lead you in a certain way and give you sort of the tools to kind of figure out yourself. It's never going to be as good as someone else that's there. You know, if I was there, that'd be great. But, you know, that's the basic thing. You got to go see somebody, not just for the reasons of, you know, we don't want to help you or, you know, it's too difficult, but maybe it's something crazy. Uh, hopefully it's not, but sometimes it happens, you know? Yeah. And Ryan knows that too. He's had to go in for different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So one more thing that's kind of jarler specific here that while we've got you here, I just want to, you know, we've talked before about, you know, our opinions on, uh, evidence-based fitness or research-based fitness and, Sometimes we even we even got kind of flip on one of our podcasts. We called it evidence schmevidence, which is actually Jarlow's phrase uh, that we copied. And but we don't want people to get the wrong idea that we're anti research or anti evidence or any of that. Um, I actually keep up with it. Yeah. Pretty well, so Jarlow is is a real professional, and so we you clear it up, clear it up. Okay. okay. Well, and that's the thing. Like it can be easily misconstrued as saying. You know, when we're, we are critical of evidence-based practice or evidence-based fitness, right? Mm-hmm. What's that? You know, evidence-based, evidence-based, evidence-based fitness. fitness I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's the kind of a newer thing right now. Yeah. And it's not that we're anti-science because that's ridiculous, no. right? Who's anti-science, <laughs> right? You can't. We're pro-critical thinking, Yes. right? And you have to understand in research, and this is borne out across the fields, especially in healthcare, 
research is can be very biased.、Mm. You can make. I've taken. I've taken at least. Seven semesters of statistics,、mm-hmm. you know, undergrad and then grad school. Yeah, I mean, you have to take that much. Yes, and the way you can manipulate the numbers, oh man, it's unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. You need to you talk to math、research. is a fantastic、yes. thing. You talk to people that actually do research, and they will totally agree one hundred percent. So if you go in with any kind of bias, any kind of thing that you want to have happen, you can make it happen. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. Now that doesn't mean we get discount things. But you have to look at things critically. That doesn't mean that the researchers are always pushing a bias. No, but sometimes that bias is there, even when they don't realize. Unconsciously,、it. unconsciously, the way you frame a question,、mm-hmm. the way you report、mm-hmm. the data,、yeah. the way you analyze the data. Now you can easily go to the extreme in that and say, ah, then that doesn't matter. Then you're talking about the things, and this is fairly controversial, but I believe in it. You know,、um, the vaccines causing autism.、Mm. I bet you get emails on that, but it doesn't. Yeah. It purely doesn't. No, there's no way it does.、Yeah. So you're gonna get people saying, "Oh yeah, the studies say this," but then I have, you know, I have a friend, a friend, and okay, I'm gonna offend some people, but no, it straight up doesn't. Yeah, you know, that's an example of, of, of just going nuts over it, right? Yeah. But then you have things like, you know, in in, in therapy right now, there's a lot of the evidence-based practice, and it's great. I, I know all through it. I know all of these clinical prediction rules. I know all of these things, and it's it's awesome. You you have a pattern. You have these things, but it gives you just a general picture of where to go.、Mm-hmm. If you were just to follow these things and not put in your expertise,、mm-hmm. and that's the part that people forget about evidence based practice. The first part is where the evidence leads you. The second part is where your clinical expertise and your experience brings into it. And so that's what these guys were、yeah. talking about in that that podcast. Yeah, are you going to discount all of these things that they you've found through experience、mm-hmm. because a study in this said that?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the specific example was the stretching doesn't work、yes. thing or stretching、yeah. injures you. Well, we've seen thousands of people stretch and get more flexible. But there was a study done on twenty college sprinters that showed that they reduce their power output. Therefore, stretching doesn't work.、Right. And that's poor application. After,、yeah. Immediately <laughs> after stretching, but then they didn't say that you know、yeah. an hour later they were fine. Yeah.、Right? So I've read the study. You've read the study. We know a lot of people that have not read the study,、yeah. but draw crazy conclusions.、Yeah. And then you know, since we're talking about stretching, there's a lot of things that people think stretching does. That isn't true.、Mm-hmm. Like they say, it prevents soreness or gets、um, rid of soreness.、Uh, not true. No, I've tried. If stretching prevented soreness, it、yeah. would be a beautiful world, right? right? Or, or prevent certain injuries. Yeah, I, I don't think so. It, it, what it does is it helps you get into certain positions、mm-hmm. easier. Yeah. So you can demonstrate your strength, and it gets into positions where you have that that le- extra leeway. Yeah. So maybe like you know, I had the jujitsu example. If you can't get your arm to here,、yeah. and some guy tries to、yeah. crank it because yeah. you're not flexible, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, right? It does. It does. I'm pretty sure if、yeah. you're more flexible,、yep. that prevented that. Exactly. Right. Injury, right? Exactly. So it's it's more, and it's not common sense, but it's it's applying your thinking correctly.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, critical thinking. Critical Always critical thinking. thinking. Right. Excellent. Put、yeah. in your experience to the test, and read the studies. See what it goes.、Mm-hmm. Try it out. Do all these things. No, it's not anti-evidence. It's anti-being a dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> truly,、right? truly, right? Absolutely. And you, you got to get on board with that. Yeah. How can you not get on board with that? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. That's that was good. Super good.、Yeah. Really good explanation. 
So let's talk a little bit about sort of totally changing gears into where a lot of the things come from. And actually some of it does come from evidence and research too, but more specifically, I want to talk about sort of some of our teachers that have taught us different things. And most importantly, the ones that have come into sort of building up what what we call the GMB method, the, the things that we teach and the foundations of that, because well, you know, they come from a lot of things. And one of the great things that I think about GMB is that it's not uh, it's not a guru shop. It's not a one man show. There's three of us and we've all got we've got some common things background, but we've got some very different background that helps us sort of get together and I think make a stronger method yeah. altogether. Uh, but of course, number one, though, Ryan, being the head coach and the number one teacher here, a lot of your background and a lot of what we teach is kind of based on gymnastics. Right. So, yeah, and the, and the interesting thing, um, the gymnastics part of it, but more so the influence of my coach, my first coach, Mark Folger, in the way that he taught me and the way that he interacted with um, the people who are on my team and then also the other students that he taught. So it's not just the fact that I was doing gymnastics and, we're, and I'm taking certain things that we're mm-hmm. using in gymnastics, but... Um, you studied his, his coaching. His coaching and the way that he did. And something that was, I, I just love about Mark, and, and Mark is still coaching, you know, very successful uh, team. It's He's constantly studying and he's looking at what he can do to make things better and simplify things. Mm-hmm. So instead of just throwing something out there and or maybe just sticking just with the same thing mm-hmm. that's happened, you know, year after year after year, he's constantly trying things out, making... Well, testing, that's very important, just like what we do, yeah. of course, right? Taking that, testing it on his his athletes, and if it works, using it. But understanding that it's not going to work for everyone. Mm. And so there are certain things that he'll use with this particular athlete, whereas with this particular athlete, it's different. And so this is something that you'll really find here in GMB is that um, we're constantly evolving too because we're always going back and looking at what we can do to be better, and how we can help more people. Um, like, for example, in our Alpha Posse, every person is different, and so there's different ways that you need to coach that particular person. So Mark Folger has been one of the largest influences, um, not only in just my life, but also in a lot of the way that we program and do things here in GMB. And, of course, it's not just me, because there's three of us here, but that's just an example of... Um, what when I think about what I want to do uh, with the programming and the new things that I want to do. So whether it be using movements that I learned in gymnastics or taking something from, let's say, one of the movements in F2 um, was a butterfly kick. And so, you know, I took took the the wushu, the idea of wushu, the butterfly kick, but what I did was went back and looked at how I can better teach it to other people and from learning from Mark and the way that he actually studies different things, it helped me to look at the butterfly kick in a different way and make a new application uh, that was, I think, a lot better for a lot of people. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Um, and, and just to say, uh, because Ryan didn't really preface it, that Mark Folger was your gymnastics coach My gymnastics from, from coach. what age to what age? Uh, when I started, really, it was maybe six until all the way throughout high school. Yeah. And uh, he's still He's still, still coaching. My yeah, he still, still coaches. He, has, he uh, has written several books. Mm-hmm. He's been a... USA Gymnastics Coach of the Year. Yeah, Coach um, of yep, the Year. Coach of the yeah. Year. And so, um, 
he's very well known um, throughout the United States. So yeah. it's, he's not just some dude some local teaching guy. gymnastics. If you're doing gymnastics, yeah. uh, so you probably know yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. And we all have those people, you know, yeah. in our life. Yeah. Where influences like with you, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether it be Taito or even maybe yeah. an instructor, yeah. um, e- even outside of the exercise or the mm-hmm. movement world. Well, what you said about Mark, actually, I want to mention next because, you know, I studied from a very young age a martial art called Taito and. I had a few different teachers, especially since I practice in the U.S. and in Japan, and I've been lucky enough I've been able to teach on you know several continents now. Uh, I've taught a bunch of people, but I wouldn't have gotten into teaching if it hadn't been for one particular teacher of mine, a, a guy named John Okochi, who is actually a very good friend of mine now. And from the time I was 12 or 13, I guess, he had me helping out, and he taught me how to teach. Like you said, uh, you yeah. followed the way Mark yeah. coached. Well, he, yeah, John taught me a lot about, you know, moving and about kicking and punching and, you know, martial arts, but mostly he taught me how to unlock that whole idea of teaching and how to teach myself as well, you know, because there's some things that, you know, maybe a teacher can't teach you and you have to learn how to figure out where you want to go and teach yourself. But he was a great role model as a teacher because the thing I always admired about him is he could look at a class of 20, 30, 40 people watch them warm up and know what each one of them needed to do that day, you know, cause he, he could see where they were in their progression uh, and know exactly what they needed to do. Watch them do a kick one time and know that they needed to practice something. And I always wanted that. Yeah. I wanted to be yeah. that, that good. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of like with, you know, therapy, right. When you, you have to be able to, uh, you know, sort of diagnose and see where they need to go. And that right. was the thing that got me fascinated in teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's a good that point. made me want to be a teacher, which drove me to learn how to teach martial arts and drove me to be a school teacher. Mm. I became, I decided I love teaching nice. uh, because of him. Mm. And I think that that's, uh, in terms of my role in GMB, that's really been the biggest thing is that I'm very fanatical about how we teach. Right. Yes. You know, if these guys know, exactly. because I'm a hard ass yeah, exactly. about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it all reason. goes to him. Yeah, yeah. for a good for reason. reason. Very good yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's interesting too that you know when we all got together, we were doing different things. But the the main thing was martial arts. I, yeah. I did the same thing. Started martial arts at a younger age. Uh, different teachers throughout the years. Uh, there, were, everybody was great. I'm not going to single anyone out in the beginning years because it was a little it was a little different. <laughs> and when you're young, yeah. you know, it's when it's, young, a it's a little different. Yeah. But uh, also, I think what that did was it got me thinking about. Uh, athletics and the human body mm-hmm. really yeah and I got interested in it right away and then I started lifting weights started exercising started doing all these things so that got me to that certain point and of course as you get through high school and all in college you know what you're going to do with your life and I just I knew <laughs> right that yeah. I had to do something with yeah. that yeah but I also knew that healthcare healthcare was something mm-hmm. I wanted to get into I was pre-med Right, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, I'll be a doctor. You know, everybody. When you're a kid and you're yeah. you're of a certain like academic ability, yeah, yeah, doctors are always doctor. Yeah. I'll be a doctor. Your but SAT then, scores are good enough. Yeah. yeah, you could consider it. Maybe right. <laughs> Maybe we could do that. But then, so I, you know, I was kind of into that in school. I think, okay. But then, um, my mom actually said, you know, we're, we're talking about physical therapy. There's some other people, and my mom said, you know, my my uh, friend's husband does PT. So I went in and uh, he's like, why don't you go in and you know, go look at it? And then I tell you what, as soon as I went to that clinic, I was like, this is what I want to do. Cool. You yeah. know, there's people in there. 
Um, in particular, and I'll say his name because he helped me get into peak school, Mike Tolan. He had ha- he would see something. It was just like he said. He could see somebody walk in, go in that. They just do a little movement, mm-hmm. and he'd say, "Oh, that's that." Put his hands on somebody, boom. And like, how could you not want to be? Like, <laughs> right? And it's, it's like magic. It's like magic. Yeah. Right? And as soon as that happened, I was like, "Well, I'm going to do this." So I figured out what I need to do that. Nice. And then nice. through all that, so therapy has been what. Uh, 16 years now yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time yep. so 16 years so every patient that I've had I've had that you know the opportunity to teach mm-hmm. and I and I always had that mindset I'm going to try and get better I'm going to try and mm-hmm. get better every time one of my best friends uh, who I think is the greatest PT I've ever met yeah. Brian Lee Brian's, over good. Brian's, Brian's yeah. awesome and he had he had me thinking critically every minute of the day every practice we would call each other in between pages. You know, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Now you guys text back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, those first, I would say, first three to five years, yeah. really focus, focus. So I think that helped me mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not exercises. You know, yeah. it's not nah, the specific nah. things. Yeah. It's that mindset of how can we make ourselves better yeah. and how can we teach better? Mm-hmm. How can we get people going? You know, martial arts was kind of there for a while. I took a lot of different things, wushu, taekwondo. You know, I had my ranking in that. And I thought it was done for a while. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm done. I don't need to do it. Then I was in Hawaii and I met my teacher, Burton oh, Richardson. Yeah. You know, JKD Unlimited, mm-hmm. student of Rodan. you're not Santo. a martial yeah. artist, you, you don't know this, but yeah. Burton Richardson is a legendary he's he's a very very good person yeah mm-hmm. he's, and, and that's the thing too he's yeah, not just good. a legend yeah he's just yeah. a great person. guy yeah. Yeah. yeah so i started going to classes in hawaii and just i just kept going i'm the kind of guy if i like it i show up yeah you know those first six seven years it's like it can count how many times i miss mm-hmm. and when you do that you get noticed right yep. yeah because yep. you keep coming and so i was very lucky he was he's he let me uh participate in a few things here and there he's like helped me learn how to teach just like we said with mark and mm-hmm. your teacher he, mm-hmm. he taught me how to teach he was he has that just like it sounds like with your teachers that that really fine balance of being open to things but also being critical and mm-hmm. saying okay no yep. you know you test it out and he's very big on that he tested out everything that he teaches you know it works because he's shown it yeah and it's yeah. shown that it works for real mm-hmm. and sparring and drills and all of that and if it didn't work, well, it's discarded. Yeah. Maybe it can come back later. And it's interesting because the last few years, certain things that he put away has come back because now he's found mm-hmm. the environment where it works. And that kind of thing. That's actually that's very it. interesting yeah, because really yeah. you know, a lot of times you see something and you think, well, this doesn't work and you just discard it. And you yeah. never return to that yes. idea. But maybe after a while, maybe that idea develops elsewhere right. or maybe you come to a different place where you can see a different value in it. Mm-hmm. You know? Or and that's, you now know how to teach it. Yeah. That's right. And that's another thing he said. It's like, you know, uh, even I talked to him, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. He's like, yeah, I'm pulling off things that I didn't think I could do before. Cool. And so that's, that's, the, that's your thing. And as that's especially impressive from a lifelong martial artist who's that's been right. teaching for that's yeah. right. But if you have that yeah. mindset that you can keep growing. And yes. we talked about this. I actually had an interview with our friend Duff mm-hmm. for our Alpha Posse. And we talked about the growth mindset. Yeah. If you really have that mindset that you can improve every time. And you can. Maybe you it's can. just a little bit. Yeah. But you have that, that feeling in your head. That mindset. That growth mindset we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Then it can happen. Mm-hmm. You yeah. keep your mind open enough to make that happen. But critical enough to go, well, come on. Yeah. Right? And so that really influenced me a lot for everything we do here in GMB. We're That's always really open good. to thing, but we're also willing to say, 
you know what? Maybe not. not yeah. Maybe yeah. there's going to be a different place for it later. But yeah. right now, no. Cool. You know. So I think one of the things that we each touched on that's really interesting is that, you know, how to teach better. And I think that that's something that's really important to us because, you know, there's a lot of information out there. Um, there's YouTube. If you guys haven't noticed, there's a thing called Google that has, I guess you, you just type any word in amazing. and get like so cool. a lot of information. There's about a it. lot of experts out there. There's a lot of experts. <laughs> but what I think is really, you know, one of the things that drives us is not just to present the information, but to figure out what's the most effective way to teach it. You know, is it necessary? Yeah. Is this information help? necessary? Yeah. If it is, how can we present it in a way, not just to say, well, you should be able to do this, yeah. right. or why can't you do yes. this, or I've given you the information, it's up to you to do the work now. Well, yeah, it's up to you to do the work, but it's up to the teacher to present the information in a way that the student can can do the work. And benefit from it. And benefit exactly. from it, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so that's something that's really big for us. But I do want to kind of switch gears also and get into some of the specifics of not just our teaching mentors, but maybe... Where some of these movements came from. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. That's good. That's good. Because we teach from a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different movements. And um, it's easy to say, oh, well, that's capoeira, that's gymnastics, or that's uh, b-boy, or yoga, or whatever. And one of the things that we've been talking about uh, since we've been in person here for the past few days is, you know, the first time you see something... It's kind of like an imprint in your mind, right? It's going to, and if you see something in a martial arts context, every time you see that movement after that, you're going to think of it as like a, a kick or yeah. from know, a particular system. From, yeah. yeah. And it's your first contact is like a filter, right? If that's your context that you start seeing things through that lens from then on. If you're, man, if you're from Brazil and you see yoga, you think it's gymnastica. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, even a good example, and this came up this weekend, was that, um, like the way here in GMB, when we do our plank, it's with a hollow body. Mm-hmm. Now, we put out a picture or, or video of maybe me or someone else demonstrating this hollow body plank, and someone from yoga said, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, you're doing you know, it wrong. And the thing you're is, unfortunately, they don't know what we're trying to accomplish yeah, with that, right? right? Yeah. But they have that... That mindset of, okay, this is where I'm coming from, so it's got to be this way, yeah. or it's got to be this style or something yeah, like that. Yeah, not long that, ago. You're, you're doing yeah. it wrong. You're yeah, doing you're it doing it wrong. Well, <laughs> and like, you know, you showed, a, you showed a cartwheel on a video not long ago, and a guy posts a comment like, capoeira. Well, yeah. no, I don't I don't think there was any music. There was no opponent. You weren't wearing white pants. The Berenbao wasn't in Yeah, there was no Berenbao. It, it was not capoeira. Yeah, I'm, and I'm another sorry. thing, too, I've capoeira. never done capoeira. So that... yeah. uh, I, it would be funny to see you try to do capoeira. Yeah, it would, actually, yeah. <laughs> So, but so let's talk about some of those things because so we've we've got gymnastics that's an obvious influence we've mm-hmm. got martial arts that's an obvious influence we've got yoga Jarlo definitely a lot of yoga background yeah, my, yeah. a lot of my primary teacher is over in Hawaii it was a few years ago I started with her Kathy Louise Broda over in Purple Yoga if you're ever in Hawaii just drop in drop into her class it's well worth it mm-hmm. and I was we were talking a lot about that today because I did an extra session. For these people over here at DKB Fitness, the lovely lot. ladies, yeah, the lovely showing ladies showing a lot of, of those concepts that I learned from her. Mm-hmm. So I'm really informed by that. Mm-hmm. Now to say that I can't say that I'm a yoga teacher though, can't yeah. say it because a lot of it, you know, if and I said this before, if you're going to do yoga, you should do yoga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if you're going to do yoga because you think that's the best way to stretch out, it's probably not right. Mm. Yeah. Right. Because that's not their intention. And they'll tell you that too. Yoga yeah. isn't about stretching or flexibility. Yoga is about doing yoga. Yoga, yoga yeah. is about doing the, those things that are yoga in yoga for, for mm-hmm. being a yoga person, you know, for being a yogi. So if that's what you want, then you need to do that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's funny because you're like, oh, yeah, yoga is stretching and flexibility. But you know, that's only a little bit of a part, part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of that's informed by her. And, of course, I have to. I have to adjust it for certain things because of the things I know from therapy. That doesn't mean that it's wrong the way that it was done before, but we have certain uh, goals that we have to meet. And so we, I'm able to change it. So that's good that I'm able to change it because <laughs> I'm not a yoga teacher and I won't right. get in trouble for changing it, right? Right. <laughs> but it needs to be done. And it's done. The, I think it's done the right way because it's been extraordinarily helpful for a lot mm-hmm. of people. But also it makes sense mm-hmm. clinically yeah. in my, you know, in my yeah. respect. And so but, it's a thing that you're drawing on a yoga influence, but it's not in a yoga context. That's right. You're learning from yoga and applying it to, you know, fitness. That's right. And whatever whatever the students are needing. That's right. It's a different purpose. Yeah. yeah it's like with martial arts. Okay, martial arts, fighting, right? <laughs> not really. Hopefully, you're not yeah. fighting very yeah, often. That's right. Yeah. It should be a part of it. I I think yeah. I think it should yeah. be a part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Some people in, in different martial arts say it doesn't have to be. But I, I think it does. But it doesn't have to be all of it. Yeah. And there's no way. And if it's all of it, then how could we be drawing from that influence and in teaching people on these seminars? Because we're not teaching them how to hold a knife and oh, stick no. it in no. somebody or kicking. But we know from the movements and from the things we've learned from it that we're able to translate that into better movement patterns for these people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. martial arts is, is very good for that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously. So, you know, it's the same thing with gymnastics, too, because obviously we teach a lot of things that are related to gymnastics. We use gymnastic rings and other apparatus, but we don't We are gymnasts, you know, and, you know, if we wanted to be gymnasts or become a gymnast, we would go to a gymnastics center and learn from a person who only teaches gymnastics, and that's not what it is. So our purpose is different, therefore... Mm -hmm. Um, we're not focused on gymnastics. Yeah. We're not using the gymnastic rings to perform a rings routine in a gymnastics competition. Right. Mm-hmm. We're right. using them to build uh, strength and mobility mm-hmm. for things that non-gymnasts need in daily exactly. life. Right? Exactly. And some gymnastic movements are particularly well-suited for that. Right. Yes. Right. That's, yes. And some aren't. Yes. Some are not. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And and that's why we can we can choose from different... Uh, disciplines and, and it's not that we just think oh yeah um, we have to have that in here no no it just matches for what yeah. we want to do with our purpose here in GMB and that's why we're using it and it's also too and we're talking about this too it's also that we won't be so uh, you know when we're talking about how there's other people doing other things mm-hmm. right uh-huh. so we don't have to be so defensive about you know oh we don't do that. Because yeah, we do this, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Right? Why if not? somebody wants to practice a, a particular sport or pr- practice another kind of discipline, that's fine. Yeah, that's right. that's yeah. their goal. Right. It's not our job to say what your goal should be. That's right. uh-huh. But given your goal, if you ask us for advice, we're going to try to give you the benefit of what we do know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then yeah. we know different people doing mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. So if you want to go and you want to do barbell squats or work on your deadlifts, hey, do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and we're we'll, the first we'll people to We'll send you to, to JC or yeah, Matt we'll or to, yeah. somebody, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
even within like the body weight community, yeah. you know, how can we really be competitors with yeah. different people? Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and it's, you know, next week. Yep. You're yeah. going to go with Mike Fitch of Animal good Flow, go, Global Body Weight Training. Uh-huh. Yep. Right? He's a perfect example yeah. of someone taking from a lot of different influences and doing a really good job. And being yeah. very upfront about the fact that he's not teaching any of those things, mm-hmm. yet he draws from all of them to teach his own thing. Right. And he's very good. Which he did, which he says he did not invent. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Pretty, so, yeah. He didn't invent squatting? No. He didn't? No. Who did? I thought we did. We did. Yeah, I thought so too, but apparently... I thought we invented yeah. parallettes. I think he invented P-bars. P-bars, yeah. 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 And the pommel horse, but see, that's an example of the things, because we, we used it, but we decided, now nah, we're not going to you know use it for now. Yeah, we so. did have requests for a pommel yeah. horse program. We did, actually. Yeah, yeah. we did, but it, it doesn't fit in the dining room very well, so we decided not to do that one. So we, we uninvented that Uninvented. One. We uninvented. It. What did we invent? We invented something. I'm pretty sure we didn't invent anything. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think. Um, no. Oh man, we gotta say we we'll to invent something, right? That's what that cracked me up all the time. We've got we've got some proprietary exercises, don't we? Yeah. Uh, some patent pending processes. <laughs> cracked me up. Well, we don't. Yeah, there's there's no. I don't think anybody does. Yeah, there's Let's not. Let's just say that out loud. The movement's right not now. original. It's the expression of the person showing how they want to do it. It's and just so. like we were saying today. Like you learn how to do crab from a. Slightly overweight Japanese. <laughs> yeah, no, I learned how to do backflips from a 50-pound overweight Japanese guy who was not a gymnast, you know? But I had a pretty good backflip for quite a number of years, despite that challenge. You know? And it happens. And these weren't animal movements that you learned? They were not animal movements. Well, I did learn to do duck walks and uh, rabbit hops when I was a So a ducks and rabbits. But no, they're not called rabbits. They're called kangaroos. Yeah. Uh, See, and that's, yeah, because it really doesn't matter what the name is. I think is. if it's, it's primal, you right? would have done better. I think so, too. Primal is the way to go. We're joking, but the point is, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you did a lot of these things from a very young age. Yeah. I did a lot of these things yeah. from a very young age. And, you know, if we put out a video of us showing a movement that I learned at age seven, somebody will say, you know, you should really give credit to uh, somebody else, yeah. right? Or, gymnastica, you know, natural. Oh, oh, that's gymnastica, or oh, that's animal flow, yeah. or that's no, it's 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 a movement that people have been doing for probably hundreds or thousands of years that I learned before I knew what fitness was. I'm pretty sure my kids learned how to crawl from a, <laughs> a guru somewhere. From a guru, probably, yeah, probably. Right. But but I think it was like from God himself that blessed them with that, you know, movement and maybe came in a dream. Well, they're twins. So when one of them saw it in a dream, the other one did yeah. too. So that's how it Special. works. Special. Okay. So before we get nutty here, we're going to wrap this up. But the point is, you know, all this stuff has been out there and we all learn from different sources and there's a lot of people teaching great stuff. Very good. Stuff. Yes. Some yes. great teachers out there. And you, if you've listened to us at all, you know that we really appreciate great teaching. So find a great teacher. It doesn't really matter, you know, where things come from mm-hmm. because it's, it's all the same. You just want to find somebody that has a passion for the good stuff. Yeah. Right. And, and I want to add to that is, you know, Andy mentioned to find a good coach. And a good coach is a good coach for you. Yes. Not necessarily what everyone says, you know, this is the greatest coach out there. He might or she might be the greatest coach in the world for everyone else. But if that coach doesn't match 
where you want to go yeah. or what you want to do. So important. Yeah. So and so, you, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do. It's yeah. how you interact with that coach and what that coach can do for you. Do you need a Nobel Literature Laureate to teach you creative writing? No. You can probably learn enough about basic composition from your high school teacher. You don't need to learn from Maya Angelou. Yeah. You know, you don't need the best person in the world to teach you basic stuff. You just don't. Yeah. So find somebody who's a great fit for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might take some time. It yeah, might take exactly. some time. Yeah, a lot of searching. And it might not be us. That's right. But if it is, get in touch and we'll help you out. That's right. So thanks for uh, watching and listening and being a part of the posse. Uh, we're always here for you. 